and our God, we thank you, O Lord Jehovah, that in this month of transformation, O Lord God, all limitations have been taken away. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you because we said all edges have been removed completely. Shackles have been broken. In the mighty name of Jesus, let's begin to thank God that in the life of each and every, every member of Christ at Tabernacle, all the edges have been removed. All the limitations have been taken away. All walls have collapsed for this month in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Now let's begin to tell God. As God has taken this away, O oh Lord Jehovah, transformation, physical transformation begins to happen in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's begin to tell Him, Father, we thank you, O oh Lord Jehovah, that as a result of all limitation being taken away, transformation begins to happen. Every member of Christ the Tabernacle who has sat in one spot for too long, Father, we thank you, O oh Lord Jehovah, that as a result of the limitation being taken away, we are taken to the higher, 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 higher level. In the mighty name of Jesus, shift have happened, O oh Lord God, in our life. Let's begin to thank God. Let's begin to thank God that God will speak to us, O oh Lord God, today. Thank you, Father God, because you speak to us today. Thank you, Father God, for the outpouring of your might, the outpouring of your power. Thank you, Father God, for the manifestation, Lord God, of your goodness, Lord. Even in our midst tonight, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory and we give you praise. We exalt you, our Father and our God. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. For you are the same yesterday, today, and forever you remain the same. You are the awesome God. You are the unchanging God in whom there is no variableness, neither is there a shadow of turning. Thank you, Father God Almighty. Blessed be your holy name. 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 In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Psalm 33. The psalmist says, All that are righteous shout for joy to the Lord for what He has done. He says, Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. How many righteous are in the house today? How many of us here are righteous? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have been set apart by the blood of Jesus. You've been marked by the blood of Jesus. You've been set free. You who were once lost and dead in sin, God has reconciled unto himself in Christ Jesus. That is a positional truth that we have. So tonight, let's lift up our voice and begin to shout for joy because we are the righteous of the Lord. Let's lift of our voices and adoration because we are the righteous of the Lord. We have been made righteous by the blood of the Lamb. We have been set free by the blood of the Lamb. There is no limitation because of the blood of the Lamb. Let's lift up our voices tonight and exalt the name of the Lord. Let's praise Him for all He has done. Let's praise Him for His goodness. Let's give Him thanks. Let's give Him thanks. Let's exalt and magnify His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Worship the Lord because he is good. Worship the Lord because you are righteous. Worship the Lord because our God is an awesome God. Father God, we give you praise. We exalt and we magnify your name, our Father and our King. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, mighty Redeemer. We bless and we magnify your name. 
We glorify your name, our Lord and our God. We sing to you, Father God Almighty, with a new song. Thank you, Father God, because your words are true and your works are dependable. To you be the glory and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord tonight. God is good all the time. God has been good to us this month. So with that in mind, thinking about the goodness and the favor and the faithfulness of God, let us with an uplifted hand read the book of Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart toward his walls, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145, please. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell on the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises, and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall, and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, 
and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
everybody prays. Oh Lord, I God, and King, we thank you for the people that we have encountered in this house. Shift in the heavenly places, barriers broken, and limits lifted. For if a man therefore is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All things are passed away and all things have become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through his son and committed to our hands the ministry of reconciliation by which we can share in the divinity of the Father. Hence we are called the holiness of God. We bless your name for the blood of the Lamb that was shed for us. We thank you for the sacrifice and the sacrificial Lamb. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have given us. For the word of the Spirit that will express in human intellect, knowledge. Thank you for the understanding that comes by the cross. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Amen and amen. Welcome someone beside you in the name of Jesus. And let's take our seats please. from this congregation as you are seated how many of you were not here when we did anointing stand up on your feet and please file up here in two rows just stand behind the leaders in two rows yeah you stand here in two rows Take your microphone and stand there. I want the oil. Where is the oil? Good. So take your your your, your microphone and stand there. Uh, 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 where is uh, where is uh, no? You have been anointed, have you? Okay, come on to us. Let me anoint you. It's mentally very bad for your place. Answering yes or so if yes is yes, we are gonna lead us and I will transfer you to Omosha. You are gonna be the evangelist of Omosha. Now we just think that some we are just talking about you at the mouth of the moon. So the Lord will bless your holy name. Father to child, we thank you, Father. You are spoken to us in this hour. We shift in the heavenly limits, thing with your breath and Maria's room. I had the unction of your presence. We rest upon all these people, even as I join them in your name. Father, 
Let the onslaught of heaven rest upon your daughter. Every limit of your life be lifted. And every barrier be broken. In the name of Jesus Christ. If any other person comes down, let them just wait until after the service. Wait after the service, I'll take care of you. Now, can I just say this to us? The Lord had visited Christ with Tabernacle. And I believe very much that what God has been speaking to us since Friday, you, are, you understand it very well. Very, very well. Can I have my pulpit here, please? And I'm saying this because I don't want any one of you to miss out from what heaven is saying. Look, if you are satisfied with what you are, I am not. Until you raise the dead, you heal the sick, and you cast out devil by command. Until when I give you the opportunity, put it there please. Until I give you the opportunity to minister, and what you are saying transcend human understanding. That is, you minister with power. Because the Bible says that, live is alright. It says that the, 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 Jesus was teaching the people with authority. It was not like the other teachers. Until each member of this church fulfilled that. I'm not satisfied with you. Whatever level you are in riches is a grain of sand. Some people entertain guests with the whole of your wealth. I am not satisfied with that. Because this is not... The promise God gave us is beyond all that. The Lord said, however, there should be no poor among them. Am I talking to you? If you're, 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 the grace and the talent that you have have not been spoken on the BBC and ITV, so I'm not satisfied with whatever talent you still have now. Until BBC, at, uh, 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 the attention of BBC is arrested, and then you become a voice in your field in this nation, then I'll begin to say, Lord, hitherto you have helped me. But for this to happen, everything that God has given you is a little taste of what God wants to do for us as a people. And I don't want anyone in this church to be left behind in what God is Felicia Is she here? Okay, if she's not here, if she's hearing me, she can get here before the meeting closes. Get here. So you know, what God has prepared for Christ with Tabernacle transcends all this stuff. And I don't want any one of you to be left behind because the Lord has sounded a trumpet that knows no retreat. Now, I discovered by the Spirit of the Lord that Satan places limits. Can everybody hear my voice clearly? Satan places limits on Christians. Alright? And also, barriers over believers and those limits affect they have their roots in your mental and they affect the way you think normally they affect the way you have been customarily thinking and acting they both your thinking and your action but you know the fact is that the same way the holy spirit is working 
to change the ways that you think which came from the devil and from your flesh into the way that he wants you to think because you need to be able to think in line with the holy spirit for god's mandate to be fulfilled in your life you know god blesses anybody even if they don't know god there's a general blessing of god which he just poured into mankind but for believers beyond that the bible tells us that god has blessed us richly in these heavenly places with all spiritual blessing in christ jesus and that's ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3 and in verse 11 ephesians 1 11 it went further to say in jesus we were also chosen having been pre-programmed or predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity of his purpose of his will of the purpose of his will and that is us so the things that god has been teaching you since friday are you know god god started to bring or break down the mystery of the scripture in a very simple way so that you can achieve what the scripture what god is saying in the scripture and i've spoken to you over the period i've spoken to you over the period about the days we are living in which you know the uh, the bible calls it perilous time and Jesus said that be, you know, it's a, it's a, it calls it the end time of the last days. And many signs that Jesus spoke that will happen in this season, which we all affirm. There is nothing that the Bible says will happen that has not happened. Except the last sign that will, that just when it happens, then look up. The sun will be turned red. I'm not talking about blue moon or red moon they are talking about or whatever they call that. The Abingas, I'm not talking about that. There will be total darkness on earth for three days, Jesus said. Then the day will come. So, everything Jesus is saying is happening. But to the church, it's not happening. The church looks like a creeping giant. And so what God is dealing with are the things that you need to be to take to mind so that you will not be crippled by the enemy we know of course from first timothy chapter 4 um, verse 1 that the two vehicles that satan will use against the church are demonic teaching and deceiving spirits deceiving spirit which can come from member to member or from friends and all stuff like that association and all the multimedia and stuff like that plus also some people who will be in the church of god global and they will have fame they will have name but satan speaks through them they will introduce various doctrines that will take away the eyes of man from the church that is the church of god man in the church of god from the lord and to material things all right so their preaching will take away your mind from jesus and it will point your mind to other things one of it is material things wealth of this world how to get rich how to get rich how to get rich quick or demon 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 to the place whereby you who have been set free 
by the blood of the Lamb, we still see yourself bound. And you see many people in the church of God today, you know, who still believe in all those doctrines, like generational curses, and ignore the blessings that God has given. Some people, some prophets say that their wives are witches and all stuff like that, a good home broken, you know, due insanity that was introduced to a normal human being. And all manners of stuff like that, you know. So, Jesus will be will not be the center of them, but all these flimsy things that, you know, do not come from God. And yesterday, we ended up by looking at, because this, this night, what I want to speak about tonight is the two nature, or the two natures that operate in Christians. The two natures that operate in Christians. So, now... We recognize the fact, therefore, from all what we have been reading, like from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, uh, chapter, chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 4, it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the, ways, and, uh, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. I want to look at this very, 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 very critically. When we were not born again, we followed the ways of Satan. That's just what he's saying, isn't it? Who is the ruler of the air? Good. So we follow the ways of the world. And the ways of the world, he says, are the ruler of the kingdom of the air. So the ruler of the kingdom of the air is the one that set up the world system. All the social stuff you are following, this is the one who set up. Now, he now says, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So we can distinct. You know, from the ways in the world that Christians can adopt and they cannot adopt. Any way that leads to disobedience, okay, you know it's not of God. Concerning dressing, the Bible left you with the instruction, be modest. It said women should be modest in their appearance. Am I talking to you? So if your judgment of your mind is a modest woman looks like a masquerade in her position, and a modest woman has rings all over her ears and in the nose and chains and stuff like that. You only need to look at yourself critically in the mirror and ask the Lord, is, can any angel appear in the way I'm looking? And I still believe it's from God. Somebody appear like, you, like that and say that I'm an angel of the Lord. I was sent to you. Will you wait to hear a message from such person? And you cannot say yes to that. Then ask yourself, who is ruling your life? Who do you listen to? Alright? Because Satan, what Satan master in doing is that he master in changing your figure, making you feel that the way God created you is not enough, that you need to recreate yourself. Anything that comes like that, you should know it's from the devil. And what the devil is about to do is just to make a mockery of you. He will get you to involve your skin and your body and your, in all manners of mutilation, which in the future you may get cancer, you may get all these incredible diseases, and as far as God is concerned, you have to get that disease and you have to suffer in that disease and die. Because God will not answer you. Because you left the way of the cross and you went to the ways of this world. Haven't known that the ways of this world is set up by the devil. And a Christian I said to you, if you are really born again, if the spirit in you does not witness concerning your way of life, if you have areas that you see say that, well, this is okay, this is not, I think this is not okay, but this is okay. And in the sense of calling things that are not okay as okay, 
The fact is that you are not born again. Because those who are born again, I've shown you through our next last, last two lectures that they set their heart on the things above so that anything they do is patterned after the things above. Anybody who forgets the future that Jesus prepared for him, I have said to you that according to the evidence of the scripture, he should check himself again or herself whether he is truly born again. Because if the Spirit of God is in a man, that man cannot live one day without the testimony of the Spirit, without communication of the Spirit with the Spirit. And if you are just living every day without communication with the Spirit, something is really wrong with you, which you must remedy. It will be a very bad regret to gather with them in church of God and every Sunday you go to church, night VG, you are there before everybody and you you die and the Lord Jesus said that depart from me you workers of iniquity or talking about your deeds are evil and so what can lead a man to you know a man who professed to be a Christian and end you up in eternal suffering is one of the nature that you have a man has two nature you have the sinful nature and you have the spiritual nature. The sinful nature, and you have, the, for, you, for you Christians, those who are not born again don't have it. Christians have sinful nature, and they have the, the spiritual nature. If you look at Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, very quickly. Second Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if a man is in Christ... He is a new creation. So it means if a man accepts Jesus as his Lord and Savior, instantly a new creation happens. That is evidence of salvation. If that new nature had not happened in you, you are not born again yet. You are not born again yet. Because the Bible says if a man is in Christ, the evidence of it is the new creation. I've talked about new creation experience over the past three days. Now I want to look at it. It says, the old has gone, the new has come. Give me the King James Version on that verse. It says, all things are passed away, all things have become new. But you understand the fact that after you are born again, your body is still your body. Correct? But then we have from the evidence of the book of Second Corinthians chapter chapter I know First Corinthians chapter two verse sixteen. That part of what happened to you is that for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So, because a new thing has happened to you, then, you know, you have been possessed by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit does not come into man alone. It comes in with the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. So now, so anybody born again must have the mind of Christ. What does the mind of Christ do? Because you still have your human mind, which is the mind of your physical body. All right? 
Your human mind is the mind of a physical body. And your human mind is responsible for the reflexes, for the actions your body does. When you think, you act. You cannot act without thinking. Even if you think that it was, you know, an action came, you know, um, you know suddenly, like, you know, it does not, that you, you don't think you thought before you acted. The fact is that you really have thought. But your thought has been nanosecond. Because your body cannot move without your mind functioning. Anybody whose mind is dead is physically dead. Alright? Similarly, as your mind, human mind, is wired to your physical nature, your spiritual mind of Christ is wired to the Holy Spirit. As your human mind is, you know, the one that determines your deeds physically or function, the Spirit of God, the mind of Christ, is the one responsible for all your spiritual operations. Now, look now at the mind of the Spirit in, in that verse 9. Of the same scripture. However, it is written, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. Now, it then went for that in exile to say, But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the depth, the deep things of God. Alright, the next verse says, for, among, for who among men knows the thought of a man except the man's spirit? So therefore, if the Bible talks about thoughts, and it talks about spirits, now, I want to help you know this, therefore. When you were in the world, the acts that you perform came by virtue of your thoughts. And this scripture reveals to us that that thought, which is the realm of thought, is in your spirit. And you know that it's your mind that processes thought. Which means the mind of a man is in the spirit of man. So when I told you that when the mind dies, the body is dead. When the mind in your spirit is no more functioning, they call that person dead body. Am I talking to you now? Because the mind of a man is in the spirit of man. That's the reason why there is no scientist or educationist that can grab the mind of a man. It's an invisible part of you which will be made visible when you are physically dead. It will become complete, you know, it will come to full understanding. So, now, therefore, a man cannot operate except with his mind, which is buried in the spirit. So also, God cannot operate except by his mind, which is in his spirit. This is what you have seen here. Now, listen to me. It says here, For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of a man within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Okay? Now, something is about to happen in verse 13. No, go to 12 again. We have not received the spirits of the world... But the Spirit, whom is 
from God. Something, a third spirit is mentioned in this place. The spirit of man, the spirit of the world, and the spirit of God. There are three different spirits. So if we do not have more evidence in the scriptures, and this scripture is just like this, and that's the end of it. If the spirit of God and the spirit of the world has no interference with human spirits, why should this be written? So you can begin to understand. When a man is not born again, the spirit of the world is what rules his life. Not his own spirit. No matter how intelligent you are, the spirit of the world, and you have read it in Ephesians, don't go there because I still want to read this. In Ephesians chapter, chapter 2, verses 1 to, to 4, had told you that when we were dead in verse 1, he said when we were in the world, we were dead in, in our own sins, where we followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the air, the prince of the air. So now, in this Corinthians, Paul made it more clearer that that way of the world and that ruler of the air is called the spirit of the world. So if anybody says I'm born again, but he likes to go to gigs, he likes to gravitate towards the world, he likes to dress like them, he likes to bleach their body, he likes to do all those stuff the world do, which are hatred to God, which God hates. Anybody who tries to change, is the same spirit that causes people now to want to change their sex. You know, people who bleach their body are telling God that the color I came with, forget it. You are not a good painter. I have to repaint myself. The same spirit is what gets into people to say that I didn't like my body. I think what is in this body, I'm in the wrong body. And they are looking for the body of cat and dog. It's the same spirit. Don't think they are different. It's the same spirit that makes a man who was born as a man say that, Oh, no, I'm not a man. I really was born as a woman. It's the same spirit. Because the spirit of the air which is the spirit of this world, his duty is one, to take man away from everything that God has instituted and has said, so that that man will be guilty before God by himself, not by the devil. You can't say, Satan make me do it. No, 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 he sold you the idea and you bought it. It went from the spirit of the world into the spirit of man. But the spirit of man agreed with that idea. And it became your own idea. You remember the book of James? When a man is enti- he said, let no one say that God is tempting me. He said, temptation comes when you are enticed by your own evil desire. So evil desire, evil desire comes from the devil. But when you now become the owner, the patency of evil desire, he had withdrawn from you. He only suggested and you now developed it. So the patency belongs to you. So he will not be guilty when God will judge you. I wish that God's people on earth hear my voice so that they may redeem their eternity before death. God is God of love, but I tell you, when, I, when the Lord told me to go and teach you on revelation of hell, I will say teach that on the last Sunday of this month, this church will hear about revelation of hell. When I was going through it, I was scared. Jesus said that in hell, the maggots never die. Maggots in hell never die. What are maggots doing in hell? They eat up those who are in hell. 
The, the fire in hell never die. It will burn their flesh up. That is the time you have real feeling. You know here you have little feeling when they, when they put fire on you. It's little. The, the feeling you have, the pain you have by anything. Women who will go to, to, to childbirth have pain. But you see the level of that pain is no pain at all. Compare with the pain in hell. Because when you become spirit, you will soon recognize the spirit has body. The Bible says it in First Corinthians chapter 15. The spirit has body. And that body will burn by fire. And it will burn and melt. And then people in hell will pick the body like this. And they cannot. And then it will, it, suddenly they will cover it again with the flesh. And then they will say, oh. And then fire will come in again and begin to melt their body. Their former spirit remains in torment, not for one day, not for two days, not for three days, not for one year, not for ten years, not for a hundred years, but forever and ever. If a man understands that, you will break yourself loose from anything that will lead you to hell. Let, let me say this to you. Someone can just say that, oh well, you know, you know uh, some other people say, ah, ah, let me tell you something. You follow what some other people say, death will tell you where you are, where you are going. Let me tell you, we have encounters in God, revelations of heaven, but all those revelations are little or they are not comparable with the word. The word of God is the authority, not my revelation. And if anybody have any revelation of heaven or of God, or have a teaching, if it is contrary to the word of God, Paul said to them in Galatians, let them be accursed. Church, if any one of you is called to this house or watch me on television, you have no means of escape. You cannot tell God you did not hear. I stand to let man hear. He that has ear, let him listen to what the Spirit says. I don't care if I have money, I don't have money. You know, because if we, let's say I'm the poorest man on earth, it is temporary. After all, after 100 years, I will have died. But riches of heaven, can you imagine? Is for eternity, 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 eternity. The streets of gold that man, physical man, cannot work, is ready for us. The mansions that have been built in heaven, the city of heaven, when you are far away, when you are at the gates of power, looking at the city far off, that's the road that will take you to the city. When you are looking at the city of God that he has for his sins far off, the glamour, the glory, you can never compare with any city, on anything under heaven. Jesus said, broad is the way. Don't follow the broad way. Those who have followed it, who are church members, are in hell now, all over the world. Ministers who followed it, are in hell right now, all over the world. People who have been to hell have seen a good number of bishops and apostles and prophets and everyone in the hell, in hell. Does God save us to go to hell? No, but at the same time, we cannot take the blood of God for granted. It is the most precious thing ever. And you cannot continue to say you are a child of God while you are enemy of holiness. That's what tells me. Look, we have not received the spirit of this world. So why should you be worldly in your mental? So if you are worldly in your mental and you claim to be born again, it's either. Answer is straight. You're just not born again. Have been coming to church. Yes. But born again? No, 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 no. You are far from it. Far from it. 
Because you cannot be born again and not be what the Bible says. Born again is not described by regulation, it's described by this. Who controls your life? Who controls your mind? Who controls your speech? Who controls your action? That's born again. That's what we call born again. The Spirit of God enters into a human mind, a mortal man, because it's a new creation. When the Spirit of God enters into your body, your body will become dead to sin. That's what the Bible tells me and you. Dead to sin. So that the company of sinners, you cannot be active. You are dead. But you know, because you still carry this nature of sin, which is the flesh. So you have to now, the war that goes within your soul is the battle between your flesh and your spirit. The new spirit you got. But who you gravitate towards is your choice. Satan cannot make a born again do anything. A born again thief. Have you heard about that? Stealing. If you are born again. And the devil is saying to you that, ah, don't worry, you, you, you got away with it the last time, you get away with it again. Come on now. He's piling up. On earth is where you will receive the punishment. Things may be looking rosy now, but you will receive an afflictor before you die. That is, if you even still repent, the wages of sin is death. You will be punished. God does not let the guilty unpunished. So let me say this to you, therefore. If what I want to say, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of the spirit whom is from God. Why? That we may understand what God has freely given us. So if you are born again, you will understand what God has freely given us, which is the word of God, or the promises of the Spirit, of the Word of God. That's what God has freely given us. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. You will know about the Son is given by God. You will know that Jesus is the Son of God. You will know about the angels of God. He gave, you know, He makes His angels as 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 as, 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 as uh, He makes His ministers flames of fire, and the angels in wind. So, and angels now are not angels created to serve those who hear something. You know all this thing in Hebrew. This is what God has really given us. The word of God is what God has really given us. Alright now. And then he went further to say in verse 13 to validate what I'm saying. This is what we speak as I'm speaking now. Not in words taught by human wisdom. But in words taught by the spirit. Expressing spiritual truth in spiritual words. Look at me when I pray. All the time when I pray. Anytime I open my mouth to pray. With you personally or in church anywhere. Listen, I do not speak the language of man. You will never go and look at all my prayer points. When I lead you in prayer, I have to pray for any reason. Maybe lead prayer to open the service or lead prayer or pray with you before we start preaching the word of God. The moment I say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm cut off completely. And the word that will come out of my mouth will be coded. Why? Because I know I must yield to the Spirit of God inside me all the time. All the time. All the time. Because by the Holy Spirit, you have the wisdom of the Spirit, the knowledge of the Spirit, by which you express the mystery of the Word. What is the difference between Jesus and the Pharisees? These guys were historians and theologians. Jesus was not a historian. He spoke with authority, they said. He said, was our heart not pricking us when he was talking with us at the road of your mouth? He spoke with authority. He never just speaks for speaking's sake. 
He doesn't speak to excite people. He speaks the very word of the living God. And this is what a man of the Spirit. This is the purpose of the Spirit. Then look at verse 14. He says for that, that the man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. So if somebody is arguing with what I'm saying right now, you are not of the Spirit. That is why you will not accept what I'm saying. For they are foolish to them. And he cannot understand them. Because they are spiritually designed. It's very, very simple. If you speak of intelligence of man, academic knowledge, it takes an academician to understand it. In the field you are speaking. So, if you are speaking, therefore, of the Spirit of God, it takes somebody who has the same Spirit to understand it. So, if someone does not have the Spirit by which you are speaking, they cannot talk. As a doctor cannot talk when lawyers are talking. And a lawyer cannot talk when doctors begin to talk about how to operate human beings. They don't understand it. The language they will be speaking, lawyer cannot. This is when lawyer is speaking all these, their faith and language and stuff. Doctor is looking at them, he cannot. Now, similarly, if you are not educated in God, you cannot hear God's spirit. So, when you speak by the spirit of God, only those who have the spirit of God, it will resonate with them. Even if they have not read any Bible before, and they just born again. Illiterate. When you begin to read the Bible, you say, yes, that is God. Because the spirit inside them is the same spirit inside you that is opening up mysteries to their spirit. I we together now. But to anybody who did not have the spirit, it's foolishness. That's the reason why I don't waste your time trying to convince a foolish man. I told you. We don't have such time. I said something to you that, you see... When I came to recognize this, that if anybody comes to me uh, who has been under my teaching and is saying to me that he has a problem which I have taught about, you know, I don't pray for them. I'll tell them to go and read, to go and listen to that tape. Am I talking to you because you waste my time? If my time has to be quantified financially, you know, it will be a waste of money too and waste of my eternity. Because if I spend 30 minutes with a person who will never yield, okay, that 30 minutes. It's minus 30 minutes in my existence. When people come to me and say that, oh, they are not members of CFT. Oh, Apostle, I want to name my baby. I say, which church do you go? If you don't go to a church, you will have to accept Jesus first. Because this month is not for those who don't go to church, who don't believe in Jesus. If you don't believe in Jesus, whoever you believe should go and name your baby. You want me to name your baby? You don't know Jesus, you have to believe in Jesus. You have to accept Jesus first. Then I name the baby. The same thing, if somebody tells me that he wants me to name this baby, I'm using that for an example. I, I, I say, are you a Christian? I say, I'm a Christian. Do you go to church? Say yes. No. Then I can't name your baby because your pastor is the spiritual head in this. Oh, come and wed us. I will not wed anybody who is not a member of CFT. You know, woman I'm talking about. Because the woman church is the one who weds people, isn't it? So, I will not bypass the pastor of that woman to go and do his duty. It is ungodly. Am I talking to you? So, the same thing. You must understand this. If you have this spirit, you will understand what the spirit is saying. So when I talk to somebody who doesn't have spirit, I waste my time. 
Somebody called me, Apostle, Apostle, I want to come and give me a counseling. Are you a member of CFC? You are not. Are you going to a church? Yes. It's not my duty to counsel you. God does not ask from me about you, your pastor, go and Because see those guys, the pastor might have been counseling them. They don't hear it. They want to come to waste my time. I don't waste time with fools. The Bible says a person who doesn't have the spirit is a fool. He's a fool. If there is dispute, I can go into it and sort dispute out. But to advise you, unless if the pastor where the church you are going is erroneous, and I will stand to tell you that it's, a, it's an erroneous church, this is why you are having all the problem you are having. This is scriptures. And I'll be, I'll be very much ready to stand before that pastor and say you are a deceiver. Any man under heaven, I will show you the reason why you are. But a person who will not accept spiritual things, don't advise them. Because all the time you are spent advising, you waste your life. You want to lend your advice to people who believe and who have the same spirit that you have. And they will do what you are saying. Because the man without the spirit does not accept. Finish that scripture, 15, and we end up in 16. The spiritual man makes judgment about all things. You see, when you talk to a spiritual man, he will make judgment and he will apply. That's what it means. But he himself is not subject to any judgment. So, somebody came and told, told me that he's quarreling with this person and all stuff like that. I said, okay, speak. And he spoke. And I said, but you are guilty. Why? Look at what you said about yourself. Look at what you said. Look at what you said. What you said. I expect a person who came to report another person to accept his guilt first. I will not judge that person, your, your, your couple opponent, with your words. Because I have not seen that opponent. The Bible wants me not to do that. A man will not cause me to sin. Am I telling you? So when husband and wife have problem and the husband comes to me and spoke to me, I will listen and I will question you. And from my question, I will say that, okay, do you, first of all, you have a problem with your wife. Do you recognize that this thing you said is wrong? Do you recognize that this action you did is wrong? If you cannot accept your wrong... First, he said, what about my wife? It's not, your wife didn't come to me. You are the one standing before me. I'm judging you by your word. The Bible says by your word you will be judged. And if it's the woman too, I said, open up what you said. I will tell you what you have done wrong. Somebody I did that to walk away from Christ with tabernacle. Both husband and wife. They had quarrel with the, with the brother, brother and the brother's wife. And they came to me and reported the brother's wife. And when they spoke, I questioned them. You know, people who lie, if you allow Holy Spirit inside you, it will tell you that this one is a lie. This one is a lie. Lie, 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 lie. Until when God gives you the assignment, you can see in the test of man, lie, lie, lie. Like this your, uh, uh, this your lie that, that uh, uh, yeah. They say, say, exit, 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 isn't it? Exit, 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 <laughs> exit. You work with the Lord, you will begin to see. Lie, 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 lie. <laughs> so you let them finish all their talk. So when you finish all their talk, you now begin to question them in the areas that they lie. They will say, mm, 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 mm. So that's a lie, see? So you did this, didn't you? Yes, you did this, didn't you? You, yeah, you did this. So, guilty or not guilty? If they cannot accept their guilt because they do not have the Spirit of God in them. A person who has the Spirit of God, if you quarrel with somebody else, and he came to report, 
and you are judging him by his word. According to the scripture, by your word you shall be condemned, by your word you shall be justified. If he has the spirit of God and you are telling him what he has done, you say, oh, I'm so sorry, Lord forgive me. That is solution to that quarrel. Because then when we call the other party and say that what happened, and the other party spoke, and you judge the other party by what he had done, you tell the other party that this, the first party already has, he knew that this he did was wrong, and he has repented. He knew this is wrong, but you too, but you did this too, and you did this too, and you did this too. Don't you see the scriptures? That person has no option but to say, I'm sorry. So when both people accept where they have gone wrong, principle of mediation, it is all. That's what mediators do. Just to bring you to a place where you know they are wrong, and, and a common agreement, and then the mediation collect money from you and send you out. <laughs> Amen. But I was doing this when I was not a mediator, but now I'm a qualified mediator. But I was doing this by the Spirit of God. And when I went to study mediation in my course, I discovered that this is what I've been doing. I think every pastor should be given instead of chartered mediators. I mean, real pastors. <laughs> Not the one who takes side from one person and then two people in your, in your congregation are fighting. You take side of the one who is near to you. If you are near to me and you fight, for fighting at all, you are guilty. Yeah, if you are near to me, even if the person did you wrong, why didn't you come and tell me that you went to take action? Who told you to take action? You want to drive away my members? Well, you are very close to me. So you are fundamentally wrong. Am I telling you? And if I tell you, if you have the spirit of God, you say, Lord, Apostle, I'm so sorry. Because you represent my integrity. Have you seen me fight with any? Is anybody here I fought with you? <laughs> Hallelujah. I hung the glove in 1974. And since that time, I've never fought anymore. Because there's no morning for me to fight. I now know I wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so, you have these two nature in you that work against one another. Let me just give you a few scriptures in the next five, ten minutes. I'll finish. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 17. It says, So I say, live by the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of your sinful nature. That tells you the remedy to prevail over sinful nature. The remedy to prevail. Live by the Spirit. And I will end it by helping you to know what are the practical things to do. And you are living by the Spirit. Alright? The Bible says so. Verse 17 says, For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spiritual, to the Spirit. And the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. You see the two natures in you? They will carry both nature in our body. Our body is still our body is sinful. And the Spirit of God is inside us, in our spirit, which is of God. And those two things, they desire what is contrary to one another. My, my body wants to sleep when I'm supposed to wake up. Isn't it? And the Bible says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of arms. Poverty will jump upon you like arm robber. And if you're a Christian that you love your bed, poverty is your next door neighbor. And after some time, it will move into your bedroom and you become a co-tenant. Poverty. Because you love to, be, to sleep. When the Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber. Then you say you are fed or you are frustrated. Why? Because you have allowed the devil 
to be your neighbor. Depression is a spirit. Frustration is a spirit. Your life is worth a living if you don't have a penny in your pocket. There is hope for you for tomorrow if you are jobless today. That is the spirit of the living God. He will provide all your needs. Am I talking to you? But when you begin, when you don't exercise the spirit of living God, you will feel that because you are jobless, your mates are getting jobs and so what? And so what? The time God has set for you is different from your mates. Oh, all my mates are getting married and so what? The time God has set for you to marry is different from your mates. Oh, all my mates are have children and so what? It's better for you to wait for the choice child from heaven. You know, those things cannot, they cannot push you if you walk by the Spirit of God. Your time will come. I say your time will come. Absolutely. You will not have to think or sit down one day to allow depression to visit you and knock your door. So it says the two nature combat in you. For the sinful nature desires contrary to the spirit, and the spirit works contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. Born again, you cannot do what you want. You must do what God wants. Is that correct? Say amen. Okay. What are the sinful, what are the elements or factors of sinful nature? The acts of sinful nature. Look at Galatians 5.19. The acts of sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, feats of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions. This, write them down. If you find any of them in your life, kick them out. That is what praying and fasting for, that God will deliver you from them. Envy, drunkenness, urges, and the likes. That is what the world does. If someone who said to me that, ah, cocaine is not in the Bible. Did you see anywhere that God said, that shall not smoke? It is in the Bible. You know where it is? God is so intelligent. All the likes. All the likes. Am I talking to you? That's how some, some people came to me, they are Christian, they said that ah, polygamy, polygamy is right for a Christian. I said, why? They said Solomon was polygamous, Daniel, David was polygamous. I said, did Solomon die for you? He said, did David die for you? I said, he said, no. I said, okay. You know, there are some Christians, they developed this theology big. If you go to, to the internet and Google it, polygamous fit for Christians, you will see so many nonsense they wrote. You know what I told the man? I said, may the curses of David and Solomon follow you. Your children will rape your wife in the public as they did to that David. Go and read what happened to Solomon by virtue of such. So you cannot tell me that this is what Solomon did. You follow it without taking everything evil that followed that. He said, say amen. He couldn't say amen. He couldn't say amen. You know, you know, all these people who, you know, <clears throat> Satan is always foolish. If you read the word very well, no matter how stupid the Satan does and the person thinks that's intelligence, one word would disbalance them. That's how Jesus made him a fool when he applied by the Jesus Christ. It's not in the Bible not to take cocaine. Eh, take cocaine. 
The Bible says it that all likes, all likes is so, you know, you know, realistic, and it, com- it, co- it, it, it contains everything that they may manufacture in the future. God is all knowing. So, if you look at the rest of verse 21, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and like, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter what, how convinced you are. The Bible says you can't inherit the kingdom of God. It says that when you do those things, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. Can Christians begin to do that and expect to die and be met with angels? No, the demon that controls you is the one who first appear. The demon that controls your mind is where you first appear. Because the Bible says that if you do those things, you have you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Both on earth and when you die. Because the kingdom of God on earth, it continues in heaven. Come on now, if I was you, I will run away from those things. I don't want all my labor. You see, when we go to church, and some people, are, you see them on the road running. I would say, God, these people are not going to church. I'm going to church. Don't let me go to where they are going when I die. That's what would come to my mind. Some people don't serve God at all. They just serve themselves. They just do whatever they like. I say, God, look at them. Then you have people who are just very evil. I say, Lord, I must not end up where the witches and wizards go. So anything it will cost me on earth to follow God and be obedient, I will do. If you like, say I'm ugly. It's your business. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. As far as I'm concerned, I am handsome the way I am. I don't have to make my hair like this and cut my nose like that and put a, a, a nose in my, in my hair and even put a ring here and when I'm not ready I put hearing here I mean I don't have to be abused like that to please you I don't want to please you my friend whether I wear a, a, a 1000 coat suit or I bought my suit in devil market at a sales of 5 pounds it's not your business it fits me if you say it does not fit me it is your own word my word is that it fits me that's it man whether you bought your own in Bond Street and I bought my own in Free Street at least I'm free you are born come on now don't let those things move you don't let those things move you I don't care how I look only my wife cares. <laughs> I don't care how I look. She put me, she put on me, kijipa, I wear. She put on me, anything, I wear it. If you don't like it as long as my wife didn't complain, then what's your business? You live the same life, my friend. That's the scripture. It is the word of God. Yeah? Those are the things that Satan used to deceive believers. So now... What are the acts of sinful nature? That's it. But those who are in it cannot inherit the kingdom. Where did the craving of the flesh come from? Where did it come from? We know that now this is the craving of the flesh. All these things I read to you. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 tells you. All of us, verse 3. All of us lived like, um, like lived among them at one time. Gratifying the cravings of sinful nature. Among who? Among Verse 1 says, As for you, you were dead in your transgression and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. So, the ways of this world is what is responsible for the craving, which is the prince of air, which is Satan. He's the one involved in all this craving. You know, they were doing, you know, some, something on television, 
and you know these stars they are star gather and a woman was wearing uh, something like uh, plastic and it has triangle like that you know it looks like plastic it's just dazzling i don't know what they used to do that kind of clothes and you can see all manners of dressing they were all coming out i say oh my god when this, the lord jesus saw them they look like those who are harassed those who are showing their breasts almost push the breast out of the cloth those who open their bombs and almost you know remove the bomb out like that and they are calling them the celebrity i say oh my god may the eyes be open quick there is no celebrity in hell the fire of hell does not respect your influence look at what the bible says in that scripture all of us used to live among them gratifying the sinful cravings of the sinful nature and following his desires like the rest we were we were by nature object of rot come on now a christian who is worldly is by nature object of rot. he has said that he will not inherit the kingdom he has said to you yesterday that god will not answer him now he now says he's an object of rot of god just because you are listening to the prince of the air you are you are listening to what the flesh dictates you want to be like the sons of satan or daughters of lucifer am i talking to you now in conclusion freedom in christ is not a license to be reckless freedom in christ is not a license to be reckless look at galatians chapter 3 verse 13 to 15 you my brothers we are called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge in sinful nature all these people television evangelists who are telling you that it doesn't matter what you do as a christian you have the blood of jesus cover cover what he says don't use it as a, as a license rather serve one another in love the entire law is summoned is summed up in single command love your neighbor as yourself if you keep by keep on biting either in the back or in front and devouring each other watch out or you will be destroyed by each other kingdom divided against itself cannot stand then you must be led by the spirit Write it down. You must be led by the Spirit. Galatians 5.18 But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I've told you that I will tell you what to do. The remedy to be able to be led by the Spirit. That's where we began from. What is being led by the Spirit? Now, answer. How to be led by the Spirit. Galatians 5.24-26 he says those who belong to christ jesus have crucified their sinful nature with its passion and desire check your passion crucify check your desire crucify then you are led by the spirit led by the spirit is not just some regulations that is so blows me i have too many those who are led by spirit have crucified their body your nature crucified in another words say no to your body say no to your passion say no to your to your loss so that you will not disgrace god again jesus again i think that this is okay for us so he says since we live by the spirit verse 25 let us keep 
in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. And I look at the word passion. It means strong and barely controllable emotion. Is that an addiction? Then desire, strong feeling and waiting of, of wanting rather to have something. Sometimes dis- deprive yourself of what you would love to eat. And just get away from it. So that it will not control you. It's, it's, it's a discipline. If there is something, if I crave for it, I must have it, I must have it. Satan got you. Satan got you. He can kill you by that thing. You must not allow any craving to master you. You must not allow any desire to master you. And this is how to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. When you get home, read the conclusion, Ephesians chapter 4, 17 to 32. I give you that assignment. And Romans, Ephesians 4, 17 to 32. And Romans 6, 1 to 22. They express, encapsulate all what I've been teaching you from Friday till this very hour. May the Lord strengthen your spirit and soul. When the road is called up yonder, you will be there. May the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead grant your mortal bodies life. May you master the cunning of this world that is brought by the devil. May you never fall victim of the enemy anymore. In the realm of your mind, may the Holy Spirit of God send fire into your body, fire into your mind, fire into your soul, and destroy everything that the devil has put in your spirit, in your soul, in your body. Be taken out by the fire of God in the name of Jesus and leave you purified. May the blood of Jesus work on your behalf. The work you have begun in your life shall not be destroyed by the devil. You will not be mastered by the cunning way of this world. In the mighty name of Jesus, the world passed away with its passion, God says. You will not be passionate towards anything that will take you to hell. The Lord will grant you discernment in your spirit, understanding in your mind, ability to subdue every thought and subject them to the obedience of Christ. May heaven open floodgates over Christ's tabernacle and pour out his unction to enable the spirit of righteousness, to enable the working in holiness, and destroy every past that could take us to hell. May your focus be on the heavenly that we are going by Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, stand upon your feet, please. Want to sing that song? You are my strength. No, 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 no. Why change it? We can't sing it like that. We can't sing it like that. Okay, no, 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 Sing it now.
you are a victim of the things that I read in the Bible. Bow your heads and tell the Lord to forgive you. And I ask the Lord to strengthen you that you will not go back to those things. We are all ready now for empowerment from heaven. These three days of May had been an MOT. Satan don't like it when people are informed because you will know the truth and the truth set free. Tell the Lord you are sorry for the ways you have walked before and don't feel guilty anymore. You have asked the Lord now to forgive you to have mercy on you and determine that you will not do those things anymore. I want to see the beautiful sins washed by the blood, covered with the robe of holiness in the way you think, in the way you operate, in the way you act. That's what I want to see. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of the Lamb. We receive strength from your blood. In Jesus' anointed name, we have prayed with us given. I can't hear amen from you. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took the bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing or discerning the body of the Lord, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number have fallen asleep, died. But if you judge yourself, if we judge ourselves, we will not come under judgment. Just speak to the Lord where you are. And put your heart right. Father, at your mercy seat, we plead your cleansing blood to cleanse our heart and mind from all unrighteousness, so that we can be that which you ordain us to be. If anybody is quarreling with any man, make sure right now you forgive those people. 
if you hate anyone, make sure you repent of that hatred. The Bible says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land the Lord has given you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name. The body of Christ was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. The body of Christ was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. The body of Christ was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you. The body of Jesus was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you. The body of Jesus was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. The body of Jesus was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you. The body of Christ was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you. The body of Jesus was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. And they ate and drank together.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, we thank God for another opportunity to break bread. And indeed, another opportunity to honor God with our substance and with the first fruit of all our increase. So I'd like us to prepare an offering to the Lord or for the Lord tonight. Let's prepare an offering. When we offer ourselves first and foremost, then we offer our, our goods. We bring our tithes and our offering. The heart that is first and foremost offered and surrendered to the Lord is a heart that can actually genuinely give. Anything else, it's a ritual. But a heart or giving that comes from a heart that is surrendered, fully surrendered to the Lord, the Lord honors. And His Word commands that we should honor Him with our substance and with the first fruits of all our increase. We thank God because God's Word is true. Because His Word says, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers. There's no debate about it. Because when we honor God with our substance, when we honor God with that which He has blessed us with, we're showing an act of gratitude. I always like to remind us, in our giving, it's amazing that we give to the Lord and we benefit directly from it. Because it's our giving that keeps the heating on. It's our giving that keeps the lights on. And whenever those heaters are not working, we feel the cold. So it's remarkable. We're giving to the Lord and it's still, we're still beneficiaries of that which the Lord, or what we give to the Lord. But more so, it's the heart with which we give that matters the most. Account details have been posted up. I'd like to remind you if you're a taxpayer, please give us the opportunity to reclaim the tax that you would have given or paid to HMRC. You know, this is one legitimate way in which you can get something back from HMRC if you're a taxpayer by giving us the authority to reclaim the tax you would have paid. It equates to roughly 25p in a pound. That's standard tax levels. If you're a higher rate taxpayer, it could even be more. Of course, the extra for a higher rate taxpayer comes to you and gives you another opportunity to even give more. You can do that easily either by filling in the blue envelope on your way out or contacting the church office. But please ensure you are a taxpayer in order to do that. If you've prepared your side and your offering tonight, I'd like to invite you to bow down and thank God for the opportunity that God has given to you to give. For it is after that which God has blessed us with that we honor Him tonight. It's after that which He's blessed us with that we bring in obedience to His Word. Thank God that tonight you can identify with the finished work on the cross of Calvary as you have partaken tonight in the body and of the blood and because you have first freely given yourself you give your all, you give that which he has blessed you with in honor of his name thank you father 
In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can I invite us to please rise and the choir would usher us into God's presence as we give.
shall we pray? Lord, we thank you because you that are in us are greater than he that is in the world. Thank you, Lord, because you are taking us higher. You are shifting us. You have shifted us. And you are taking us higher and beyond the norm. Beyond the ordinary. Because we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. And it's with a heart that is filled with praise and thanksgiving tonight that we have brought our tithes and our offering into your storehouse. Lord, this is a holy offering that has been brought by a holy people. We ask, Father God, that you consume it with your holy fire. Your word, Father God, is filled with promises concerning all those who give heed to instruction. As we have honored you tonight with our substance, we receive the blessings and the promises that you have ordained concerning us in the name of Jesus. That whatever we lay our hands upon to do in you, we shall prosper. Thank you, Lord, because you surround us with your favor as a shield. And in this month, we experience newness, a season of transformation, a shifting, that at the end of the month, Lord, the testimonies shall abound. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. I'd like to warmly welcome anyone in the auditorium who's joining us for the very first time. If this is your first time in the cathedral, would like you to please raise your hand wherever you are. If you're joining us for the very first time, we'd like to welcome you warmly. Anyone? I don't mean your name is anyone. You know what I mean. I mean, you are someone who's coming for the very first time. Okay. All right. I do know, I'm guaranteed that there are many people who are joining us online for the very first time. So those who are online for the first time and you're within reach of CFT Cathedral, please next time be here in person. But we'd like to wel- warmly welcome you. Of course, if you're joining us from over the seas, we, we know you couldn't be here, even though you want to be here. Uh, but thank you for joining us tonight. We trust you've been blessed. Please send us an email to admin at cftchurches.org, admin at cftchurches.org, and let us know where you've joined us from, the city and the nation. And the Lord bless you richly. Like to remind us that tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. BST, 2000 hours BST. I used to think it was British Standard Time, but I know it is British Summer Time. And at British, that, that time, it's not, I know it's GMT as well, isn't it? Yeah? But technically, it's British Summer Time. Please join online. We'll be online on Zoom on YouTube and indeed on FCC from the month of May until further notice our daily prayers would be at 8 p.m. at 8 p.m. that gives an opportunity especially as Apostle has announced for the younger ones who normally get sent to bed at 9 p.m. And you know all the battles that have been going on in the home. Go to bed, don't go to bed, go to bed, don't go to bed. All that stopped now because we'll pray together before they go to bed. So children, bedtime is after prayer time. 
no more arguments afterwards it does mean you need to have your meal before then well we know the arguments that happen in different homes let's not go into that tonight praise the lord I'll also like to remind us that on, um, and that happens tomorrow, and on Friday, by the way, it's not 8 p.m., it's 11 p.m. Let's know on Friday we're having a crossover. So it's the, it's the, the, the 8 p.m. is the one for weekdays. I'm correct, aren't I? Yes. 11 p.m. for the, because we'll go into Saturday, and we don't want to, you know, miss, miss, on, miss, miss, up, miss that bit. And on Sunday, we're back in our different parishes, um, Bethesda building. will be reopened on Sunday at 7 a.m. for intercessory prayers and service starts at 8 a.m. And of course, here at the cathedral, 10 a.m. service, intercessory prayers at 9 a.m. The Lord bless you. Can I also remind us that on Saturday, there's... Um, no, I'm not sure. Let me not announce that yet. I think it's, it's a busy day. We should have had workers meeting, but it may well be, re, yeah, we, we would, okay, we, I'll clarify. Yeah, but that's in terms of being here physically, sir. No, that's, it's the other one. Yeah, praise the Lord. Okay, I'll clarify to announce it properly when, when we discuss. There is a, there is a meeting for Presbytery, that's known, but this is more like the workers. It might be deferred to another Saturday where you can come together because there's a lot happening on, on Saturday. And please don't forget to pray for the coronation. Don't let it pass you by because it's what we declare that we'll get. If we don't pray, if we just sit down and let the world do what it wants to do, we'll get what the world wants us to get. Am I making... Am I making Am I passing on something? If we sit back, we've sat back for too long. And when we watch and then we wonder what happened, why minority begin to rule the majority, it's because we are not praying as we ought to. Let's not fold our hands. Let's pray that the Lord God Almighty that visited the Queen before our coronation will visit the King before his coronation. And when the king links back into what his forefathers did, we know that things will be different. Praise the Lord. Well, I'd like to invite our Father and the Lord Apostle, sir. Amen. What Pastor Tayo said is exact. Many of us are not very conscious that our prayer or the authority can change the decisions. Whereas the Bible says so. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. I urge you then first of all. That requests prayers and intercession. And thanksgiving. Be made for everyone. For kings. And all those who in authority. That we may live. Peaceful and quiet lives. In all godliness and holiness. This is what your prayer can do. And it says this is good. And pleases God, our Savior. Who wants all men to be what? To be saved. And to come to the knowledge of truth. So our prayer can bring salvation to 10 downing streets. Our prayer can bring salvation to the palace. And it can change the heart of men and women. What a glorious day. 
so many people heads of our religion can you imagine when we pray that the holy ghost should storm that meeting and they get filled and they are the heads of our religion and the holy ghost just hit the place and everybody starts speaking in tongues i'm sure that bbc will have enough report isn't it i can't hear you i cannot hear you so if god hears you say amen, amen. let's rise upon our feet and we lift up the coronation day lift up king charles and uh, 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 queen camilla and everybody that will be officiating that day those who will gather in that place to witness the coronation that the lord of hosts will reveal himself during the coronation lift up your voice i begin to pray we frustrate every satanic intention over the coronation I want your voice to be heard. I want your voice to be heard. Because the Bible says it pleases God for you and I to pray for those who are the leaders. Lord, we lift up King Charles and, and Queen Camilla. We pray, O oh God, our Father, that you will invade that correlation, Lord. We sabotage every agenda of Satan. We frustrate the agenda of the wicked one. That day, no wickedness shall prevail. We bind the devil over our nation, United Kingdom. We incarcerate every demon of hell. We release the holy angels of God to fill the whole of London and United Kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, let your glory be revealed in that very church where they will do the, the installation. Let the glory of God descend upon them. Lord, let revival storm them. Let the creator of heaven and earth be revealed so that the heart of everyone that we attend will be changed in a, in a twinkle of an eye. Have mercy, O oh God. Have mercy. Stretch your hand of mercy unto us. We pray according to your will. And we believe it and thank you because it is done. Even as we ask in Jesus' anointed name. I think we need to pray for Ukraine. Because there is something happening in Ukraine. And it has been announced that Ukraine was targeting to assassinate uh, Putin. But we know that Russia, they are always liars. Because they can arrange those uh, uh, um, uh, drones and then shoot it down. But certainly from that statement, there is a, it's a wicked intention that Putin has. That he wants to find legitimate base to unleash it. But we are going to pray that God of heaven will frustrate every intention of Russia. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, we declare that the intention of wickedness from Russia over Ukraine shall be frustrated. It will not hold in the name of Jesus. It will not hold in the name of Jesus. Satan shall fail over Ukraine. It will not hold in the name of Jesus. The intention of the wicked one will frustrate it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray grace to be made manifest upon everyone. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, King of Heaven, because it's done. As we ask in Jesus' holy name. And I say this, every, every one of you who are here today, who missed the anointing service, whether on Friday or, you know, I think Monday or whatever, and today, raise your hand up, please. So you come to service on Sunday and make sure you come early. So on Sunday service in New Cross and here, I will, I will reach out to other people who have not been able to come to the midweek. So make sure that, you know, you, you come on time. Because this is closing time for us 
and I want us to close right on the spot. Shall we just read together the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power, and thy glory, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May the Lord give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious. We shall be victorious in every battle. And we will lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you. And your joy shall be full. May the God of Bethel, who appeared to Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he tabernacle with you and change your dream into land of revelation. The Lord give you victory over the enemies when you are sleeping. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now let's read together Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Second Corinthians chapter thirteen fourteen say to somebody, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now. To yourself, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Before we, we sing, there shall be shouts of blessing. Can I just say to everyone that is in this auditorium and those watching across the globe, on the 4th, 2nd, and 3rd of June, which is the end of this month, we will be at Obumasho. Uh The title of the crusade is Unquenchable Fire Crusade. And in the evenings, 4th, 2nd, 3rd, we'll be holding the crusade at the King's Palace, Onkwetu Palace. Uh, that is Onkwetu Palace, Ijiru Kingdom. Those of you who are in Nigeria knows that Ogbomosho. And we'll be having ministers' conference. If, you know, at least we expect more than a thousand ministers within the region coming to the meeting. And that will be fire conference, which will happen on 2nd and 3rd of June at Ellie's Event Center, Ogbomosho. If you have families in that place, tell them that the Lord God Almighty will pass through Ogbomosho for 2nd. 3rd of June. Can I say something to you that is very insignificant about this meeting? The king of Ogbomosho, the king of Ogbomosho, of Ogbomosho, visited us and he was sitting down in front there uh, sometime last year 
And under the unction of the Spirit, I said to him, We will have crusade in your palace next year. But little did I know that when he was installed as a king, every king always do the, the, the memory of their installation every year, anniversary. But he vowed to the Lord that normally they do the anniversary, they invite people to come and eat and dance, and all the villagers, all the tribe men, women will come. He vowed to the Lord that every year his anniversary will be crusaded in his palace. Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Dakwa and Pastor uh, um, Abuaba were with him yesterday. And he was telling them, how could I have said, we will have crusade in your palace next year, if it is not God who he made covenant with that told me that it is in his palace. Because we are expecting stadium. But the palace is massive. We can take thousands of people. So, God spoke about that crusade. He has been doing that crusade for years now. Every anniversary of his enthronement is for souls to be won to the kingdom. That is wonderful. A king like that, we will work with. I didn't hear you say? So, remember to lift that place up. Those of you, you are too English. You may not be able to call Ugbomosho. Don't worry, just say Ugbomosho. <laughs> Go with here. Just say where Apostle is going in first, second, third of June. And God will answer you. There will be a reign of power in that crusade. And we will come back with, you know, to you to give testimony. Amen. The lame will walk, the blind will see, the dead shall come to life, and the kingdom shall be preached. So we will do a jingle on Sunday. Shall we just sing together? It shall, there shall be shouts of blessing. It will fall in your house.
we'll see you tomorrow at 8 p.m. on the Zoom. Please be seated. The ushers will just invite you for a while.